1030 and now we have our we have a new segment that we call community stories things going on in our community things of great things people are doing uh, nonprofits and other just individuals and one of those is Daisy De Leon and she is with the Echo Food Shelf here in Mankato good morning Daisy good morning well how are things at the food shelf has this been a I guess a it's only a start of this year, so was last year pretty extraordinary in terms of food shelf and what was going on there? Um, yeah, it was. Um, there were lots of things that we had to do um, just to, to be able to prepare and, and to, um, I mean, just just to prepare and to be able to serve our, our clients a lot better, um, still be, you know, be able to offer those services while we were um, maintaining social distancing and, and practicing that. Um, so, yes. Well, with a lot more people having lost jobs or being cut back and hours, that sort of thing, did you have a lot of new clients? Or what type of clients did you see last year? Um, so, you know, we always we're always serving new clients. Um, one of the things that we see is when our new our, our clients that are coming in, we consider them new. They have not been to the food shelf in the last um, three three years or more than that. And what we were seeing during the pandemic were um, individuals and families that had never been to the food shelf, um, individuals and families that um, had been donors uh, in the previous year. So it, it was definitely different, um, you know, and it was it was concerning um, because this was not the, the, the it didn't fall in in the category that we had seen previously. Do you know how many people you usually serve per year versus maybe how much you did last year because of the increase due to COVID? Well, you know, um, that's kind of um, COVID affected the, the metro area and, and rural area very, it, it was it was very different. Um, we were all bracing ourselves because from the studies that were being put out, we were expecting to see like a 50% increase in the number of people that were coming here. And, and that's definitely what they saw in the metro area. Um, the rural area was, was completely different. Um, Initially, we had expected our, our numbers to increase by like 20, 25, 26 percent, and they did. And then as soon as the pandemic hit, um, our numbers dropped hmm. and, um, you know, which was which was common in the rural area. And uh, but, but even then, we were still seeing just a lot of, of new people that were coming in here. Um, and, and I think there was this misconception and the information was not going out that that even though there were businesses that. And organizations and other nonprofits that had closed, um, the food shelves had not been impacted by 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 that closure. Well, so where did these people get their food? Then did they go hungry, or I'm just wondering what um, how that? I don't know. I, you know, it. it um, we, we were still seeing uh, people coming in, but our numbers were just not as as high as we had expected them to be initially. And you know, I I really don't know. I, I know that a lot of people that we were seeing afterwards after they found out that we were open um a lot of them had said that they had tapped into their reserves and those reserves were gone oh okay so all right as far as numbers how many do you usually serve then um i am getting that for you right now okay um (laughs) yes let's see um so and let's see i'm gonna um so right now we've we've just started the year, right? Um, but yeah, we're two weeks in. 
I know. It, it seems like it should be longer than that yeah. with everything that's going on. <laughs> um, Are you operating as normal then, pretty much? It's, you know, just um, observing masking and things like that? We um, No, we're not. Um, we have been, um, so we've, we've lost about nine out of every 10 volunteers. Oh, wow. And when I say them that we've lost them, um, it's not that they're going to not come back. They're just saying once this pandemic is over, we'll come back. Um, initially, we thought, you know, it was going to be a couple months, and then our volunteers would come back, and that ended up not being the case. Um, so so we're, we have a lot less volunteers. Um and as a result of that, staff is doing a lot more of, of the jobs that, that we've had done. Um, but so, so we're still serving our clients. We're still providing regular food packages. We're allowing the same number of visits. We have increased the number of hours that we're operating. And then one of the things that we did back in September, which has, which has greatly helped us and it has helped the clients that are coming in here, is that we have um, – we're, we're now doing um, – Clients can call in to make an appointment, but then they can also go online and make an appointment and customize their order, just like if they were going oh. shopping at any other grocery store. And um, and that's you know that's where you you've seen the people that are coming in, um, where a lot of our clients, um, especially the new ones, tend to be pretty tech savvy and and they know how to navigate themselves through through our our forms. Um, but so, so yes, it's been. Um, so we're still serving clients. Uh, we're just not allowing them to come in the building, and that's kind of the best precaution that we have to be able to to make sure that uh, we're able to serve everyone and, and we can keep our doors open. So how many staff are there then working at the, the Echo Food Shelf besides um, yourself? Right now we have uh, three full-time and, and two part-time. Okay, and I did, I did see on your site here it says that monthly you uh, deliver approximately 160,000 pounds of food to about 1,700 households, so that's a month. what yes, you're... That, you're is, that is correct. That's what it says on your site anyway, and so that's quite a few people, and I was just wondering, as far as the volunteers go, how are you able to keep up then? I mean, if you're 9 out of 10 have not come back, and do you need volunteers again? We we are always looking for volunteers, um, and so even if we're not in a pandemic, um, and, you know, we always tell people, even if you can only volunteer for two hours, that that's perfect. Um, we're seeing a lot of families that, that have children that are in distance learning and are older. And, and a lot of the times they're coming in with their children and they're volunteering. So they're, they're making it into like a, a family, um, like get together. Um, but so, so we, you know, we are always in need of volunteers and um, some days are a lot more chaotic than other days. <laughs> What do volunteers do? So maybe somebody doesn't understand what exactly it would be mm-hmm. to do to volunteer, and maybe they're hesitant because of that. Yep. Um, so um, some of our volunteers go out to different grocery stores that we have partnered with, and, and uh, they will do food rescue. So they're, they're picking out food that can no longer be sold at the grocery store, but it's still good for human consumption. So so maybe um, the grocery store has a bag of potatoes, and there's one bad bag, one bag bad potato in there, and they can't sell it. But but we can bring that back, take out that potato, and you know rebag them, and and then we have good potatoes to give out. Um, others are are sorting through that food that's coming in. Um, some others we call it shopping, so that they're going through and they're they're picking out the food items that um, clients have chosen for their families. 
Others are stocking shelves. Um, we have um, um, what we call, we, we kind of joke about it, that it's like our free membership um, to the gym because um, there's a lot of pallets that need to be restacked. Um, so, you know, you, you get some cardio in there. So, so we have some clients, some volunteers that are also doing that. So there's, um, there's definitely a lot of jobs and, and a lot of volunteer opportunities that are available. How have the donations been? I know you didn't. We didn't do the Kiwanis Holiday Lights, which brings in a lot of mm-hmm. food donations during that December month for not only yours but area area uh, food shelves. So I'm just curious how how that's been going. Have you had enough? Or are you in need? So our our monet yep our monetary donations are coming in quite well. Um and our um food wise um that has been down and and we still. You know, we lost a lot of our of our main food drives that were happening, um, starting with the Boy Scouts in March, and then after that, every nothing you know took place. Um, and we're we're speculating that it's going to be the same for this year. Um, we still don't know, and we're hoping that won't be the case. But um, just kind of the, the way that things are looking, and um, we're just thinking that those food drives might be held back again or postponed. Daisy, what can people do to help? <clears throat> Um, you know, there's um, volunteering, um, donating, um, you know, and one of the things that we sometimes don't think that it's helped, but if, if you know someone that you think could, could use the food shelf or you're, you know that they've lost their job or they're on unemployment, just getting the information out to them, letting them know that there is a food shelf and um, that it's accessible um, and that it's for anyone in the community because, um, a, a lot of the times it's, it's difficult to get this information out there, even though we have lots of means and lots of ways to be able to get this information out. It's just not always going out to the people that need to hear it. So how does one contact you then? Do By phone, via the online? Where would you go for the information? Um, so you can, they can give us a call at 507-345-7508, or they can go to our website and um they can go through the application. The first time they go through the application online, it, it, it could be about 30 minutes. It could end up being a lot less. And then once they, they, they keep doing it, it, it takes a lot less time. Um, I, I've been telling our new clients and, and clients that have used the food shelf that um, it, it's, it's on a Google form, right? And this is what a lot of the schools in the area are using. So if they don't know how to navigate through that Google form and they have a kid in their home, that <laughs> kid's going to kid. be able to show them how to do it, and it's it's easy. It's super easy. And the um, the the web address is echofoodshelf.org, so that's where you would go? Yes. And then click on Need Food, and you want to um, look at the left-hand side column. It's the green column, and click on the link. And we update that link every day, so um, on that link, you know what's available, and... Um, and, and what you can pick out for your family. So as I said, it's like going to the grocery store, to the local grocery store, and putting your order online. Who is eligible to use the food shelf? Um, you know, it's, um, it, it's there, there are income guidelines, um, but in situations like this, especially during the pandemic, um, those, those income guidelines are, are not as strict. Um, and, and it really is for anyone who feels like they're going through an emergency. So, you know, especially during these times when, when people are on, a, on unemployment or maybe somebody has lost a job, um, they, they are sometimes like me. And um, 
So anyone can. Um, I always, one of the things that I always say is if you're not coming to the food shelf because you think that someone needs it more than you do, then then you should come down here and utilize the food shelf as well. Um, because if, if you didn't think that you needed it, you would say, no, I don't need it. I'm, I'm good. Um, so, you know, if, if you think you need it, just, just come down here. Um, we're, we'll be more than happy to be able to serve you and, and your family. Are there any general statistics in terms of hunger in these days, the pandemic days, in terms of how many families are in need? Because I've, I've read some that it seems like it's fairly high in a, a lot of cases. Oh, I, you know, I think I'm, I've been hearing that it's, I think it's like eight out of 10, I think, in the state of Minnesota. Um, I know that um, what I can tell you from from like last year, you know, pre-pandemic, um, Blue Earth County has one of the highest poverty rates in the whole state. Wow. Um, and um, I believe the number of, of students or children in, in Minnesota is about 33% statewide. Um, for us, it's more like 45%. 45% of the clients that we're seeing here at ECHO are children, 17 and younger. Um, so, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of need in our community. Like MSU does programs, they've got the, the campus covered and things. Do you cooperate mm-hmm. with them or is that a completely different system for just for students? Um, so it is, um, we, we are two different organizations for two different nonprofits. Um, one, one of the nice things is that ECHO is, is relatively big and um, do a lot of the times we'll receive calls from semis and, and they have product that um, that maybe the Walmart distribution center or grocery store in town is not accepting because maybe the pallet fell over or there's like a crushed box and 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 they can't deliver it. Um, so we ended up we, we end up getting a lot of those donations. And what we do is we call other um, food shelves around. Uh, around our community, including um, the one at MSU, and we'll share anything that we have in abundance of. Um, and um, y- you know, even though that that food shelf is available for students, um, we also do not discourage students to to, to um, if, if they want to utilize our food shelf to be able to come down here. Um, and, and you know, some people might feel comfortable going to that food shelf. Some might feel comfortable going to a different one. So um, it's nice that that they they have a place to choose from. Daisy, one of the things I've heard is that cash donations can go a lot farther than food, but I assume you're you're welcoming either or. Um, yes, we do, and you know, food donations are always wonderful. Right now, with um, with us not having enough volunteers, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to be able to get through those food donations. And as as you have said, um, cash donations, but we're able to stretch those a lot further. Um, every dollar that's donated to the food shelf, a lot of the times we have, we were able to um, turn that into like $5. That's kind of our, our buying capacity that we have or our power with it. Um, just because we're, we're, we work with local grocery stores and then we also work with um, our, our food bank in, in St. Paul. So is your greatest need right now the volunteers? Is that the biggest thing? Other than, I assume, food always needed, but is volunteers right now yep. because you're so short? Volunteers, yes. And and, and, and it doesn't have to be like you're going to commit yourself for a whole year. Even if um, you can commit yourself or commit your time for a month or for two, um, it's, 
it's definitely definitely a great organization to to volunteer and to be a part of. Is that online process to do that as well? Um, right now, we are um, we're just having our volunteers call us and, and let us know if they're interested and what they would like to do. Um, so it's um, and and then we just go from there. Is there a screening process cause, like there are with some organizations? <clears throat> Um, our, our screening process is a little bit more relaxed. Um, right now, we are having all of our volunteers and staff just follow COVID procedures. Um, so anybody who comes in here, we're asking them to wear a, a face mask and if they have symptoms of, of COVID to stay home. Um, so, so we're just doing a lot of what other of what the other businesses and organizations are doing. Well, I hope this helps you get the word out so people will, will hear that and be able to come in and, and help out. Like you said, if you don't have the volunteers, even with the extra food, you need that extra help. So, again, would you give a number so they can call you? Um, so they can call us at um, 507-345-7477. Anything else you think is important for the people to know out there about what the Echo Food Shelf is doing or needing right now? Um no, you know, this is um, um, just help us, you know, pass the word along. Um, as I said, there's a lot of families that are in need right now. And, um, it, you know, it's, we, we should let them know. It's our responsibility to let them know and um, if, if we can. And, I, you know, and, and then I, I do want to tell the community that we're very happy and, and, um, and grateful for the support that they have offered us throughout the years and also during this pandemic. Very good. Thank you so much for, for talking with us. Again, you can go to echofoodshelf.org and find out more information. If you need food, if you want to volunteer, if you want to donate, all those things. Otherwise, you can call the Food Shelf at 345-7477. And we've been talking with Daisy DeLeon with the Echo Food Shelf. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. And I hope that uh, this will generate some interest to help you out there. Thank you for the time, Karen. We appreciate it. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. All right, there we go. Daisy DeLeon and uh, Echo Food Shell can use your help needing volunteers especially. And, of course, they can always use food. Or if you need food yourself, uh, they want to know. They want to hear from you. So all important things to do and know. I've got another guest, actually two guests, to talk about a 4-H program that is a statewide and this one's actually targeted in southern Minnesota it's called the pollinator project and there's a little girl from sleepy eye who is producing bee and bees and it's, we're talking with uh, her her name is Chloe Johnson from sleepy eye and then we'll be talking with Diana Kennedy who is the Nicollet County 4-H agent also helping with this pollinator project so here we go this is from uh, yesterday I interviewed them and and we'll hear that right now